0: Shit a motherfucking layup I've been staffed curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef curry with the pot, boy Live from the 301 Live from the pot I want to welcome my audience To episode 3 Of Curry in the Pot Today's topics are Tony Romo What's next for Romo? We have The recap of Monday's national championship game as UNC defeated Gonzaga. And we're going to talk a little about the NBA. Russell Westbrook had his 41st triple-double of the season. He tied Oscar Robertson. We also have a big matchup in the Eastern Conference. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers headed to the TD Garden to take on the Boston Celtics tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We're also gonna talk about the Warriors. The Warriors are rolling right now during a 12 game win streak. And then we're gonna get into some local news. So here we go. Let's get right into it. Tony Romo has decided to retire and join CBS and replace Phil Sims. What do I think about that? Uh personally I don't think that Tony Romo should have retired. But ultimately, I think it came down to him thinking about the rest of his life, his life ahead of him, his kids. I think he took all of that into consideration. I think also it's not a bad it's not a bad gig when you can retire and go straight into broadcasting and go straight to CBS, which is a pretty good network, and go straight up and be right with uh, Jim Nance. So I don't think it's a bad idea. But ultimately, I feel like it came down to injury history. And I have a brief timeline. In 2010, he suffered a broken left collarbone. 2013, a ruptured disc. 2014, he had a transverse process fracture. Two transverse process fractures. 2015, a broken left collarbone. In 2016, a level one vertebrae fracture. So, all of these injuries taken into consideration. Um, I also think that other teams that were interested, like the Texans, uh some said the Broncos, maybe just didn't want to acquire him. I mean, you know, his asking price was pretty low, but I don't think they wanted to give up a six-round pick because not only did they have to give up a pick, but they had to take on his enormous contract. And obviously, these teams didn't want to do it. Also, by taking Tony Romo, you have to invest the whole training camp into him and a whole offseason, and why would you want to do that if – the uncertainty about how many games he could possibly play was would, would, would not to be known. We wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Tony Romo probably wasn't going to be good for an entire season, especially not on Denver's offensive line. They had, they had a lot of issues there. So I think Tony Romo, you know, made the right decision. He looked himself in the mirror, probably thought about his family. He wanted to be able to see his kids, pick up his kids. And uh, I don't think he wanted to... Face another injury. So, we're going to head over to the NCAA. We saw North Carolina Tar Heels defeat the Gonzaga Bulldogs. The ceiling is the roof. And um, it was a pretty good game on Monday night. Um, we saw a pretty physical game on the inside. We didn't see a lot of perimeter scoring. But as I said on my Monday's podcast, I said it was going to come down to Joel Berry. I said he was going to have to play a really good game. I said the bigs were going to cancel each other out, which ended up happening. Justin Jackson was the X factor. He did, in fact, have 16 points. But Joel Berry, his leadership was very key. He hit two big threes down the stretch of that game. Um, it's been said that the game was poorly officiated. Guys like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade said the game was poorly officiated, but I have to disagree. Um, yesterday I was listening to Colin Coward and he said as far as the flow of the game, yes, it was ruined, but that's only the flow. I don't think the officials ruined it. They called the game right down the middle. Um, it was a battle of two pretty physical teams. They both had two very physical front lines and that's what happened. A lot of free throws were uh, attempted. Um, I don't think the officials ruined the game at all, but Joel Berry led the way with 22 points. His leadership, um, I think, had a very big impact on North Carolina winning that game. Transitioning forward to the NBA, last night, Russell Westbrook had his 41st triple-double of the season. He's now tied Oscar Robertson's single-season record, sat back in 1961-1962 season. Fifty-five years ago, Russell Westbrook has tied that record. Oklahoma City is currently the sixth seed. They are forty-four and thirty-three, and they have five games remaining on their schedule. Um, they're two and a half games behind the Clippers. I think Oklahoma City Thunder is ultimately going to finish out as the sixth seed in the West, and they will probably face Houston first round, which will be a very interesting first round at the top you know, assume to be the two top M V P candidates will face off against one another. So that'll be pretty big. But I think Russell Westbrook, um, we see he has five games left. Uh his opponents include Memphis, Phoenix, uh two two games against the Nuggets and uh the Timberwolves. And I, I don't I don't really think it matters who he plays, but I he will break that record. I, I'm saying it on record now he will break that record. He will get to at least forty two or 43 triple doubles to end the season and he will break that record and I think that will ultimately set him over the top to win the MVP award. Also in NBA news we have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Boston Celtics at the TD Garden tonight. Um, It's a pretty going to be a pretty interesting game uh, against the Celtics. Uh, The Celtics currently have the number one seed but the uh, Cavaliers are right behind they both have the same record. LeBron has went on record and said he's been the sixth straight finals. Uh, This game, this regular season game doesn't really mean much to him. And honestly, if you heard the soundbite, he came off a little arrogant. But at the end of the day, he's right. Um, Usually, LeBron makes the finals regardless of seeding. If you take a look back in his career in 2011 on the Heat, they, went, they, they, they had the two seed. They went on to the finals, lost to the Dallas Mavericks in 2012. Miami also had the two seed. They went on to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2014. Miami had the two seed again, and they lost to the Spurs in 2015. Cleveland had the second seed, and they went on to lose in the finals. So it doesn't really matter, honestly, what seed – LeBron gets. I'm not trying to compare the teams that he's played on in the past, but honestly, it doesn't really matter what seeding he gets. Um, He's going to get to the finals regardless, honestly. But the uh, Celtics have not played since Sunday, and the Cavs will be on the second night of a back-to-back without big man Tristan Thompson, who will have his streak snapped of 447 consecutive games played with a sprained right thumb. He might also miss a couple of more games, but that's uncertain right now. Heading west, the Golden State Warriors won their 12th straight game last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Steph Curry just had a ridiculous pass to Andre Guadal. It was, it was Globetrotter-like. It was a ridiculous pass. But Golden State won their 12th straight game last night, led by Klay Thompson's 41 points. The final score was 121-107. to Also, the Golden State Warriors are targeting Saturday against the Pelicans for Kevin Durant to return. And um, I don't really think it's going to disrupt the rhythm at all. They just let Steph be the alpha dog. You know, Kevin Durant is comfortable at pretty much any role. He can catch and shoot. Um, If he plays second fiddle, um, I'm pretty sure it won't disrupt their flow at all. Um, You know, Kevin Durant is a pretty versatile player. You know, all he has to do is... He he can get thirty shooting fifteen shots. Honestly, he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands, you know, to really impact the game. Like he he can, like I said, he can get fifteen shots and score thirty with the best of them. Uh, you know, he's a, he's an elite scorer, offensive juggernaut. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't need to do too much. It really won't disrupt their flow. The Warriors are really rolling right now. Also, last night. Uh, quite a funny moment. Uh towards the end of the Pacers and Toronto Raptors game. Uh in seconds, the final seconds of the game, uh Lance Stevenson, he had a lay, he had a layup. The Pacers were up by fifteen final seconds instead of dribbling the ball out, Lance Stevenson. It was his first game back in Indiana. Um, you know, after he had he had departed. He shouldn't never left in the first place, but it was his first game back with the Pacers and obviously he got a little too excited the crowd wanted him to just take a layup he said he meant no harm but the Raptors took offense to it DeMar DeRozan after the layup DeMar DeRozan and PJ Tucker went over to him had some choice words for him you can see on the video clip DeMar DeRozan shoved him which I think was a little too far um he could have said something to him he didn't have to shove him but DeMar DeRozan was not happy um They went on afterward in the post-game press conference to say it was a little league, say it was uncalled for. Hey, Lance just got a little too excited. It's kind of funny that it's Lance Stevenson doing something like this. Not really surprised, but he said he didn't mean any harm. So, you know, hopefully, you know, nothing else happens. Nothing else gets escalated. Maybe these teams may meet in the playoffs. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, they weren't too happy with Lance last night. Headed over to some local news. The Washington Wizards defeated the Charlotte Hornets despite Kimber Walker scoring 37 points. The Wizards were led last night by John Wall's 23 points, 13 assists, as well as Bradley Beal also adding in 19 points. Um, right now the Wizards are the fourth seed, and the Milwaukee Bucks are the fifth seed. Um, hopefully the Wizards avoid the Bucks in the first round. They do not match up really well. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a uh, a matchup nightmare for almost anybody. So, um, hopefully the Wizards do not play them because they haven't fared well against the Bucks. Um, headed over to baseball, the Nats uh, continue their series tonight against the Miami Marlins. That game uh, starts at seven oh five p.m. Eastern time. And uh, in NFL news, the Redskins signed middle linebacker Zach Brown. Uh, from the Buffalo Bills, who was a free agent, and they signed him on a one-year deal. Zach Brown is also a DMV native, and um, he was second in the NFL in tackles last season. So, that's a pretty good pickup. Like I said earlier, the Redskins need a middle linebacker. Zach Brown could do a lot of things. Um, he, he's very quick as well. Uh, he could do a lot of things for the Redskins. They re- That was really an upgrade over Will Compton and Mason Foster. So, I think that is one less need they could cross off their list um, I do expect them to take a middle linebacker at some point in the draft um, I'm not sure if it will be Ruben Foster or later on in the draft but um, uh, Zach Brown pretty good pickup, he was a pro Bowler last season It was a very good pickup for the Redskins and uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in to Curry in the Pie episode 3 um, I want you all to have a blessed day, and thank you for supporting me. I will come and continue with more episodes on a weekly basis. You can follow me on Twitter at Curry in the Pot underscore. You can follow my SoundCloud at Curry in the Pot. You can also follow my other Twitter, which is B E L I K E M X K E. Yes, it's Be Like Mike, but the X is replacing the I and Mike. You can follow me on there. And I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm Mike Curry. This is Curry in the Pie, episode three. I'm signing out. Take care.